You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Love Talk Live. I'm your host, Jamie Bronstein, and today I have with me Vanessa Ringel, or Ringel. Ringel? <laughs> Ringel. <laughs> welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm I so love your show. Oh, thank you so much. And I'm so excited for you to be here also. You guys are in for a treat. So Vanessa is a relationship coach. I'm going to read to you guys all about what she does more specifically. But when we were talking before the show, she she's going to be talking about some really unique things. So I'm very excited about that aspect. So Vanessa Ringel is the founder of Gravitas, a neuro coaching company that has empowered hundreds of women to manifest love. And her website is BeGravitas.com. She is certified in spiritual psychology and neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, as well as having a professional background as the head matchmaker at Three Day Rule. Her MBA from Regents Business School has allowed her to connect with inspiring women globally, and she is proud to be from Guadalajara, Mexico. And the definition of gravitas, which is why this is her brand, is it's a noun strength of character, confidence, and energetic power to attract your heart's desire. And I, when I read that definition, I just felt it. That's amazing. And Vanessa and I know each other because we both studied spiritual psychology at the University of Santa Monica, which that's part of your bio. So I don't even know. I have a million questions, but let's start with, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, how you got into the work that you do? Absolutely. And I love that you noticed the the definition because that's not the usual definition of, of gravitas. You know, it's kind of like, it is a definition. It's like a way of seeing gravitas. But I mean, gravitas, a lot of people see it as like, you know, having kind of presence, right? Like coming into a room and having gravitas, you have this presence, but it's really that magnetic ability to attract what you want. Mm. And what you want is really what your heart desires. So that's ultimately what it is on a deeper level. And people don't, I don't think, always realize what it means. I love that. I love when things, when you kind of bring up the actual meaning, like courage, we learned in school that core heart, it comes yes. from the word. It's having strength of heart. So um, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, so I love that. I love that about USM because they always, they they give you this background to words that you that you don't, you know, you don't think about, you use them all the time. Like passion was another one, you know, mm -hmm. that we would use all the time. And it was like, oh, passion, like passion of the Christ. It's actually, you know, do you really want passion? <laughs> passion Let's is pain. Share, yeah, share what that means more. Yeah, passion um, is like, it's the pain, you know, it's the suffering. Uh, and so, you know, like passion of the Christ, you know, and, and, and people use it, like they think they want passion and then they end up with a lot of suffering and they don't know why. And it's because they're attracting what they want. Which they what they think they want, but it's not really what they want, you know. Like it's they're not saying, their, it's not their gravitas. It's not their gravitas. It's not their heart's desire. Yeah. And exactly. as long as we're going out with this, one more thing: spiritual psychology. Do you remember we learned that psychology is the study of the soul? So spiritual psychology is actually redundant. But nobody, <laughs> like people, yeah. think that psychology is the be more behavior and yada yada yada. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And obviously, and that makes sense. Like, why not study the psychology of the soul? Like the mind is just such a small part of who we are. And so I love that we have the same background because it's, I think, so much more powerful, the spiritual psychology than than just studying the mind. 100%. <laughs> okay. So can you tell us first, 
tell the audience what NLP is, Neuro Linguistic Programming, what it is and how you incorporate that into your work. Absolutely. So Neuro Linguistic Programming is, um, it's really about, so neuro is like, you know, the brain, the neural pathways and how your brain works and then linguistics, right? The words you're using that wire your brain and then programming. So how it's programmed. So it is a very, very powerful um, set of tools that allows you to rewire your neural pathways to attract what you want. So when people come to me, you know, a lot of times they're stuck in a certain area of life. And um, I focus a lot on relationships and, and that side of things, but I work with all kinds of things, abundance and with, um, you know, career and with, you know, people who are, you know, are just stuck in anything. It could be certain habits, like they want to lose weight and they can't, or, you know, different kinds of things. And what it comes down to is habits. And it comes down to subconscious, subconscious patterns that are ingrained in their, in their mind that they're not even aware of, which really come down to beliefs. And then, you know, and, and like 95% of our beliefs are subconscious. So they're just operating without even being aware of why, you know, why these things keep happening to them. And then, and then through neurolinguistic programming and spiritual psychology, and I mean, I call it neurocoaching. It's like all of it together, all these different tools of, of basically getting to the root of it. What isn't working and then shifting it, like rewiring those neural pathways and then getting really specific on what they do want to manifest, what they want to create for their life. And, and then we do it. Then we, you know, we basically, we manifest by getting that clarity, by setting the intention and by actually taking the actions to, to make it a reality. So can you get a little bit more into detail about, so when someone sees neuro-linguistic programming, anything with neuro in it, it sounds like there's going to be a machine attached. So <laughs> can you explain how you do this? I'm just going to call it magic because I feel like the work that we do, any type of when you help somebody shift, it can feel magical. So how do you work your magic specifically to get somebody to encourage them to make that shift. Yeah, I Am love I that. I, I think it is magic. Echoing? Sorry? Am I echoing? No. I don't hear you echoing. Okay, go on. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it is magic. I think it's absolutely magic. Like when you're able to uh, release something that has been so ingrained for so long and then and to see and to see something like all of these paths open up in front of you all of a sudden that you never even were aware were possible for you and things can become so easy and uh and yeah i mean i think i think it is magic but the the way it works so a lot of it is is seeing you know I, I'm, I'm trained to see what are the limiting beliefs so someone will come to me with their story of you know what's not working for them why they're stuck and and i'm looking for these limiting beliefs and um and then once we get to them you know and people they'll just assume they're speaking and they're assuming that the their story is 100% true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then it's like getting, you know, going beneath that saying like, oh, interesting. So as you're saying this, you know, what do you mean by that? And then so we go a little, you know, we go pretty deep, pretty quick and find the core of, of that belief, that limiting belief where usually came in childhood, you know, usually came within the first few years of life. And um, I also do hypnosis. So sometimes we'll go into a mild hypnosis, you know, if they have any trouble accessing the memories mm -hmm. um and then through that it's like you know and sometimes it could be epigenetic and sometimes it could be from i mean i don't know if you believe in past lives but i've had you know whether or not you believe in it i've had clients have huge um 
huge, huge epiphanies that come from, from past lives. Like they'll have, a, you know, some kind of a horrible limiting belief. Like I had a client who, um, turned out she was like stoned to death in a past life. I mean, and this may or may not be true, but it, it was something that her subconscious believed. Um, and she saw that and she experienced that. And so she felt that she was bad, that there was something wrong with her. And she was carrying that throughout her life. And when we released that, it was just this huge lift of energy. Like she was like a different person after going through this um, kind of rewiring of that experience, going back into that memory and seeing it from a different place, from a more empowered place. And then seeing that it was not about there being something wrong with her, you know, it's about the situation. Like so much happens to us that's not really our fault. And then it's really how we process it that um, that informs, you know, our beliefs and therefore how we how we act moving forward, how we behave with others and how we react to things. And she found out about this past life through hypnosis or was it through another means? Yeah, it was, I mean, she just suddenly realized as we were, you know, we were digging through different things. She came to me, her first thing, it was actually really interesting. She came because she felt that she could not wake up early enough. Like she kept wanting to wake up earlier and she couldn't. She had this habit where she just like kept snoozing. So that seems like a really, you know, quote unquote easy, you know, kind of superficial-ish problem, right? Compared to like, you know, the deep, the spectrum of problems people could have. It's right. like, okay, she just wants to wake up earlier. Um, but, but it went really deep. Like, you know, it started with that and then it, you know, and then it was, um, from there it was like, she realized that she felt that she was bad, that she was always bad, that she was always naughty and bad. And like, she kind of felt that way her whole life. And she carried this like burden of being bad. Um, like being inherently not good. You know what I mean? Like, just like, there's something wrong with her. She was bad. And so we went, you know, and at first I thought it was probably something from childhood. And at first it came up that it was, you know, from her childhood, from, uh, compared to her sister or something like that, but then it still didn't lift. And so then we went even deeper and then it was from this past life where she had been, you know, she'd been like a queen or something and she was stoned for, I don't know, she had been involved with, it was like a crazy thing, but she, but it was, yeah, it was under hypnosis. Um, and it just came out and the emotion that came from that was so strong, was so heavy. Um, and it just lifted. And then all of a sudden after that, she was just lighter she no longer felt any association to being bad. And then it was very easy for her to wake up early. And like all these things kind of lined up for her very easily after that. It was just this like breakthrough. So I don't know if it's true or not, but. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just, it's so crazy how, and it's so cool how everything is, is our perception. And so I know the work that both of us do is we help people to shift their perspective to make these changes in their lives, to see life through different eyes. However you get there, it is freeing. It's so freeing. Oh my God, it's so freeing. Yeah, and I'm sure you've experienced it as well. Like I've experienced it in my own life. You know, I had all the limiting beliefs. <laughs> and then I, you know, I've done this work myself. That's how I got into it was because it completely transformed my life. Yes, absolutely. I mean, going to University of Santa Monica and doing the whole program, um, that's why it's so great because it's experiential. We get to learn what it's like to go through this program to get to know ourselves more, to learn how to show up authentically and then to help people do it also. Yeah, because you can only take people as far as you've gone yourself, really. So, you know, when you've experienced those shifts and you're in that place, then you can help others to get there too. And you know, and you can see it. I, I, I can see in clients things that... I used to, I used to experience beliefs I used to have, and not that you need to have gone through all of it, but to at least have that experience of knowing what that's like to, 
to, you know, to not be living with so much limitation. And I mean, there's always next levels, not to say that, you know, I'm enlightened or anything, because like, there's always yeah. other levels, but, but yeah, to know that like, it can all shift with a change in belief. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. amazing. Love this work. Okay. So tell us about the spiritual opportunity in dating. Ooh, such a spiritual opportunity. I love it because they, and they used to say it at USM as well. Like when you're in a relationship, like that brings up the, you know, the deepest, you know, the deepest, darkest stuff, you know, it's like that people, that's when people really get close and they get to see all of your ego wounds, you know, and all of your, all of your most kind of vulnerable sides. And, and so yeah, relationship is the deepest spiritual opportunity in a way because it's, you know, you can go meditate on a mountain by yourself and just like, you know, you could be a monk and you could, some people do that. They go outside of society and they just like meditate and they do their own thing. And, and that can be very helpful for the world in a certain energetic way. But then you come back into life and you're dealing with people and, you know, it's like, then you have all the triggers, all the things that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not as easy to be enlightened you know they say if you think you're enlightened go spend a week with your family yeah. <laughs> and it's like really i mean i'd say family but even more so relationship because relationship really gets it gets so deep and so it really projects back to you whatever you know whatever you need to work on will be projected back to you in a relationship right so in a lot of ways people that are spending their life in solitude it's obviously so peaceful However, the next level that you get to by having someone re reflect back to you what's going on in your insides is a way to really elevate, awaken, get closer yeah. to yourself. I think so. You know, I, I mean, I also I studied yoga and I was like in an ashram for a while. And I mean, they, they really encourage, uh, you know, being being celibate and um, and just and kind of being more with yourself, right? And I think that that is beautiful. There's a space for that. And I think it's great to spend, to be able to spend time with yourself and to not always be in relationship because it's like, there's, you get to know yourself, you get to cultivate a relationship with yourself. And I think that's so important. So I, I do love that. And I love that period of my life, but being in a relationship is also such a great spiritual opportunity because it is in a way easier to think you're enlightened on your own, you know, or to like, to just be very, to be very peaceful on your own when you're not having those, those um, confrontations or, you know, that, that relationship that, um, you know, that that's projecting really where you're at, you know, in terms of like where your ego's at, like your ego is going to be triggered when you're in a relationship and it just, you know, it's much easier in a way to just not be in it, but then you're not getting that, uh, that chiseling, you know, like a diamond, like a relationship will chisel you because because it will push you to to see like what isn't working what you know what's if you're still having a lot of you know patterns that aren't working for you that that says something about where you're at yes relationships are important and it's about moderation you know like having that time alone so that you can connect with yourself in order to connect with the other person uh-huh you know, it's a balancing it, act. Yeah. Yeah. That time alone is so important. And especially now in all these conversations I've been having throughout this time with nobody has time alone. <laughs> if you are in a relationship or family um, and the importance of cultivating that time to have for yourself, because it, it reminds you of who you are 
so that you can show up in the world stronger and more authentic and connected to yourself and connect to others, like we were saying. Yeah, and it's a mirror. I mean, when you see, you know, a lot of people will complain about their partner, about, oh, my partner is this, my partner is that, my partner is, you know, whatever they, whatever, you know, he's, I don't know, he's lazy or he's, um, I don't know, he's he's not committing to me or I keep going for these unavailable men or, you know, a lot of the, the type of things that people complain about, right? And And then it's like, well, it's a mirror of you, right? So what part of you is not committed or what part of you maybe is afraid of commitment? And, th and there are, sometimes there are parts of us that, that are maybe hidden, that are not as obvious. So even though someone might think they really want a relationship, there might be a part of them that really doesn't, that's really scared of it. And therefore they keep being attracted to unavailable men or, you know, things like that. So it, it, there is always a way in which your who you pick and your partner is a mirror of you. Mm -hmm. And then it's about owning it and looking at it. My favorite is when people talk about how their their significant other or spouse is not listening to them. <laughs> so I just, you know, I just we get home and quiet, and I I ask them, "What are you not listening to yourself about?" Yeah. And it's so it's meaningful and it's emotional when they really stop to think what in what area are they not listening to themselves in their life. Yeah. Yeah, that's another huge one. So it's like if someone's, if you, you keep, you know, being attracted to men who don't treat you well, how are you not treating yourself well, right? If they keep kind of reflecting back to you that you're not worthy, is it that you don't feel worthy on some level, right? And and it's not so much, yeah, there, there's different ways that the reflection happens. So it's not just, it's not as simple as just like you are exactly the same as your partner, but there are ways right. in which it reflects how you are with yourself as well. Such yeah. fascinating stuff. Okay. Let's talk about the role of epigenetics because I love this topic and we've never really talked about it on the show. So take it away. Amazing. Oh my God. Epigenetics. I could go on for hours, but um, I mean, I'm Jewish. So I know a lot about epigenetics just because, oh my God, like my family, you know, they escaped the Holocaust. Um, and the amount, I mean, I would say Jews in, in general have a lot of epigenetic trauma because we've been persecuted for so many generations. And it, it's not just Jews, right? It's obviously, there's a lot of different groups that have experienced that, you know, in, in their history. And so that, there's all kinds of beliefs that come from those experiences. And when, when you have a very intense experience, it changes you on, on a, you know, on a cellular level, like your whole body changes from that experience. You know, there's, there's now more and more scientific proof of how much we are constantly changing, constantly evolving, so our bodies are adapting and taking in information and changing with that information. So as you experience things in your life, it, it actually changes you. And then when you, um, when you procreate and you have a child, like that is passed on. And it's the same with all, all animals, you know, it's not just humans. So that's how we've adapted, right? Through, throughout generations, it's like learning. We learn from our environment and we pass those learnings on. And so, and so, yeah, so if your family has some kind of trauma in their, in their, in their background or if you're you know if in the womb your mom went through depression or you had any kind of you know ex experiences that were anything other than you know ideal which most of us have right it's like and that that can be in you that's in your dna you know it's like in it's epigenetically a part of you and the good news is it's not as uh hardwired it's like something that, that can change because of neuroplasticity yes of neuroplasticity exactly 
things can change through experience and work like this. Yes, and they used to think that you know that you could only change up until a certain age, but now they're finding that you you can change at any age, and mm -hmm. it's you know it can happen. It's harder the older you are, the harder it is to change, because the neural pathways get more and more ingrained. So you know doing the work, this kind of work younger is always better than older, but you can still change at any age. You can be eighty and decide you know what today I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look at how I'm processing things. I'm gonna make different decisions. I'm gonna I'm going to do something different and you can you can start making changes at any age. Oh my god, some of my favorite classmates from school are there were people in their 60s, 70s, 80s in the class and for for them to be able to have aha moments and change their perspective about their whole life up until then and then how they want to live the rest of their lives. It's just so beautiful to watch. It is. It is. It's so beautiful and it's so worth it at any point. I mean, I think it's the best investment you'll ever make is the one you make in yourself and in your own beliefs and in your own your own inner work because that's really what it's all about like no ferrari no trip no you know no external things right. can make you happy more than making those internal shifts because once you do that it's like yeah then everything is better yeah and and life can flow the way it's supposed to flow things can come in the way yes. they're supposed to yes exactly things can come in the way they're supposed to and you're more likely to attract what you really want, like what your heart desires, you know, versus doing it for someone else. Like why, you know, mm. a lot of people come to me with, you know, certain goals or certain things they want in a partner. And it's like, what's the goal behind the goal? You know, wh why do you want this? Not just, you know, is it is it for you or is it for society? Is it for your parents? Is it for, you know, like what what is it that you really want to get out of this? And what we really want, all of us, is to be in a certain state. Like we all want to feel a certain way because yeah. no, it's never sure. about the thing. Yeah. Joy, love, peace. Yeah, pretty much. This is a perfect segue into, I know you want to talk about soulmates. Um, what a soulmate feels like and how to attract yours and get one for you too. Anybody <laughs> watching or listening, it can happen to you. Oh yeah, it can, it can. You know? Definitely. I mean, my my time as the head matchmaker at 3 Day Rule, I worked with so many um, singles you know, on They'd come to us and, you know, very VIP clients, like, you know, pay a lot of money wanting, you know, to, to find X, Y, Z as a partner, right? And um, and it's so much less about that, those external things of like wanting, you know, someone to be from this school and be this tall and have this color eyes and make this much money and all, all these like external things is really not as important as the energetics of it, of the, you know, of how they make you feel. Like, who are you when you're with that person? How do you feel when you're with them? What do they bring out in you? Like, um, and and it's yeah. Once people start, and and now it's great because now the, the the matchmaking they also incorporate coaching, uh, which is amazing because it's like you you can get you really need both. I feel I feel that the inner work, the coaching, and then the outer work of of actually meeting the right kind of people and being exposed to the right kind of people that would be what you're interested in. Um, once you have that clarity, once you know you know who you are your worth, what you want um, for yourself, like your heart's desire. And then and then it's like projecting it out, making that a reality by envisioning it. Like, oh, there's so many tools to make it more familiar to your subconscious mind so that mm -hmm. then you recognize it. And then, and for me, that was what I did. I mean, you can, attracting your soulmate so much of that work is, is basically rewiring those patterns from childhood that became 
your subconscious normal that you're just like attracted to by default because it, it's what feels familiar, you know, like so many people go for someone like their mom or their father and that similar kind of dynamic. Mm -hmm. um, and, but it's not really what, what you want, you know, so that's why it doesn't work out ultimately. You're, you know, it's not your heart's desire because, you know, for most of us or for a lot of us, it, you know, our parents were not, you know, that really, that's not exactly what we want for our relationship, for our partner relationship. So it's just because you saw something and that feels familiar, it's not really what you want. So then, so basically get, you know, kind of changing those patterns and kind of releasing those and then getting really clear on who you are and what you want and then creating those neural pathways. So starting, you know, with visualizations, journaling. Um, I mean, there's so many tools to just, to make it really familiar in your mind so that then when you, when you see it and you feel it and it's like you recognize it, you're like, oh my God, this is it. This is what I was, this is what I was imagining because you've already been imagining it. And you're just so much more likely to spot it than if you never do that work before. And it feels different than just love. Yes. And unless, and this is why, like, so I'm making a documentary. I don't know if I've told you that. I'm making a documentary because I want people to know that it, 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 the it factor does exist. And it, it's different than just, oh, I can make this work. Oh, this must be love, you know? <laughs> and it's that soulmate feeling like you're talking about. It's on a totally different level. And life can be so much more beautiful when you get to experience that. And it's available. Yeah, it's this feeling that you've always known them. It's like, um, I mean, with my, yeah, with my husband, I, I mean, I was in love many times before, but I, I thought I was in love, but I was someone who fell in love easily. And, uh, and I had a lot of boyfriends and whatever. And, but, but it was always, um, it like it would fizzle out quickly. Like I, I was drawn to something that was again, familiar. Like I had my patterns and I, I, I would go for it. And it was just like, I felt, it felt so natural. I was the helper. I loved helping men with their issues. And I loved these like really smart men who full of issues <laughs> and I would be the one to help them. And, uh, and I just had this, this constant pattern. I'd be like, Oh, why do I keep like all, I thought like just all men have so many issues. Like it's just, it's the men, the men in LA are just full of issues. <laughs> and then, and that's the thing when you have these beliefs, it's like, you just, you don't realize that it's you attracting them. You just think it's the way it is. Like everyone ex is experiencing right. this. It must be that it's just all the men in LA. Um, and then the more you do your inner work and then you realize like, oh, wow, um, you know, I'm attracting, I'm attracted to this on some level, like subconsciously, I wasn't, you know, consciously looking for men with issues, right. but subconsciously I, I was, because then I suddenly realized like, who am I? Who would I be? What value would I bring to the table if I was not helping? If I was not helping them with their mental issues, like why would they choose me? And then mm -hmm. that's where it comes down to like self-worth, right? So it's like yeah. then doing that, oh wait, my worth is not that. My worth is so much more than that. Like I don't need to be saving someone to be worthy. And um, yes, and like <laughs> the self-forgiveness and the all of that, and then getting to the place where then, I mean, it was like immediate. The minute I, I did all of that work, you know, I manifested my husband and it was it was like immediate, it was insane. Um, and, and it was so, it was also so easy. It was so effortless. Like, I think a lot of times people, they work so hard at relationships right. and I try to make it work. And it's like, no, no, no. Like it was just, it was natural. It was easy. There was this feeling of like, I had known him my whole life. And, um, and it, it came to me like the way, you know, it wasn't like I was out looking for it. You know, I just, I was out, I was at a party, we met and then it was, you know, it was just so natural. And then it turned out we had so much in common. And then, um, and yeah, and I never thought that it, like before that I wasn't, I never thought that would happen for me that way. So organically, because I was very into online dating and very into 
all of that. I thought, oh, I'll definitely meet my guy through online dating. I mean, I was a matchmaker. I was like either through matchmaking or online dating. And but it like it was super organic. It was so and, and it doesn't have to be, but it was just it was very like natural. And then I think that's a huge difference and a feeling that like it's like home. Like you feel like home. Like it just feels so so um but in a good way, like home in like a like a soul. Right. Yeah. Not like a Thanksgiving home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. Like yeah. your soul home. Like you're like, yeah. oh yes. Like and then sure you could have you could have challenges you can have issues but it always feels like yes you know there's no feeling of oh there's so much work or oh i can't i don't know if i can do this you know like i used to have those kind of thoughts like i don't know i don't know if i can do this um but yeah i think when it's your soulmate it just you're happy to put in the work it feels it's not it feels like um nurturing you're just nurturing it it's like the way that when you have a cute little puppy and your puppy needs needs you to like take care of her or whatever you, you you want to it's not it's not like oh so much work it's like like I want to take care of my puppy I just want to go over one thing that you said that was so important it's the ease of it you know I always say that if you have to talk yourself into or out of anything it's a no if there are any doubts it's a no and mm -hmm. I'm glad that you brought up that these soulmate relationships are not perfect at all but it's that when you have issues you you want to make it work you do that you you communicate in a way with respect and with the willingness to make it work because you have that strong foundation and that deep soul connection so it's it's just different yeah and conflicts resolve much easier like there will be conflicts always in relationships right. i think it's very weird if there wouldn't be because someone would be inauthentic basically exactly because if you're two different people with two different lives, like you're going to have different opinions <laughs> about yeah. things it's just bound to happen and you're not going to. So yeah, I think that that's healthy. And then, yeah. And it's just like, how do you deal with the conflict and how do you resolve it? And, in, in, in a loving way, you know, and still, um, and yeah, and the attraction and all of that, it doesn't, it doesn't go away. I don't think it's true. I think when it, when your soulmates, it's like the attraction only grows. Like it changes, you know, it changes. It's, maybe it's like less hot and heavy or whatever, but it's still like, it grows and it's it's still real and the attraction is still there. I mean, I see it even with my parents. They've been together for almost 50 years and they're still, they still make out, you know? <laughs> I was about to say, my parents yeah. also have been married for almost 50 years. They, they, the way that they look at each other, it's still, it's still there. It's so cool. And that's well, why that people, people should not settle because, we have two examples of our parents so it does it does exist it does okay. exist i think because it's rare and so few people see it if they've never seen it it's harder to imagine it or they, you know right. they think oh it's not real it's only in the movies or whatever but when you've seen it when you've experienced it then you know it's real and um and that you know finding those role models who have it i think is important like if you look for it you'll find it and if yeah, you believe yeah. in it and if you seek out that it's true you'll find mm -hmm. examples that it's true and of course there's tons of examples you want to believe that it's not real uh, and that you can't that love doesn't exist and soulmates don't exist you, you can find evidence for that too it's just like you're going to find evidence for whatever you believe whatever you focus on the universe will deliver yes oh yes okay so any closing words anything you want to add to this conversation you want to tell people oh well i guess closing words i would say you know you deserve it. You deserve, like all of you deserve to find true love and to find your soulmate. Like don't settle, do not settle because yeah, that, I mean, that is, it's a risk, but it's also the greatest reward. 
mm -hmm. in this life is that is finding that. And so taking that risk is always worth it. And, um, and yeah, and I, uh, yeah, I think that like looking at like what, you know, if something is, hasn't been working, if you felt stuck in any way with, with that, you know, really like seeking out resources and help in different ways. There's so much out there of uh, seeing, you know, what isn't working and focusing a lot on your subconscious neural pathways, all of that, because that is really, I think, at the core of what keeps us stuck. Beautiful. So how can people find you? What are your socials, website again? thing sure so my website is www.begravitas.com they all have www right yeah. now but, okay begravitas.com so b-e-g-r-a-v-i-t-a-s.com and um they can on social it's at begravitas uh for ig and facebook and uh, i'm launching an online program manifest your soulmate which is a 10-week program very high touch to neuro coach yourself to manifest love and with my with you know a lot of uh support and guidance for me in the first round i'm going to be very very hands-on so it'll, i'm also going to give like a session and i'm going to give group coaching and everything so that i want like everyone basically in, in those 10 weeks to manifest whether they manifest love or they're just like that much closer to it and then they manifest it really quickly after but um i've seen i've seen so many people be able to do that really quickly when they when they do this work when they learn to change their, basically their subconscious patterns. Wonderful. Okay. And as always, people can reach me at therelationshipexpert.com. So thank you so much for joining us today. And once again, this is Vanessa Ringout. There's the name. <laughs> yeah. It was off before. Thank you so much for joining us today, Vanessa. You have so much to offer. And anybody who wants a session, reach out to Vanessa and just thank you. You're such a great guest. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. It's such an honor to be here. And I, you're amazing. I love your work. So I'm, yeah, it's, it's, it's so fun. I feel like we could talk forever. <laughs> yeah. Let's just make it a five hour show. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us audience. Thank you for joining us and joining us every week on love talk live on LA talk radio. Thanks. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio.